were bad, but now they're okay. Only me or my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. I am your host, Space Orphan 18, back again for like the 150th. I'm not sure if you guys are sick of my voice yet, but I'm here. I'm also I mean, here. If they were sick of your voice, why would they still be here? They're not um, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> you stumped me again. My guest. I mean, she's fine. That's fine. It's I guess okay. I can. You enjoy me a normal amount. A normal amount. That would be, that's accurate. That's solid. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's RB. Yep. I don't even have a fun intro today. This is so sad. I'm off my game. I need to have more yeah. wine. Well, we are doing the best, absolutely favorite, most beloved episodes of season six. I mean, I do have to say that these are the episodes that that truly changed my life. <laughs> when I when I'm gonna look back on my deathbed and wonder what are those moments that really matter to you? Is it, you know, having children, getting married, graduating, getting your your most enjoyable job, accomplishing that goal that you've worked ever since you were a small child for? All of those. All of this will pale in comparison to the first time that I laid my eyes on both Child Star and the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester. You're vamping. You haven't even watched these. <laughs> Why would you tell people my shame? I mean, they would figure it out anyway soon. <laughs> okay. Well, <Spoiler> alert. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I read the synopsis. It's just been 
It's been a while since I've seen them. Did you even watch them on the first time around? Yes, I did. I did. But this was, and see, this is the this is the interesting part about season six because I I quit the show after the breakup, and then at season six because they announced that it was going to be the last season, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch these, and so I was watching them from the perspective of a casual viewer, and so things that irritated Tumblr. 100% didn't irritate me because I had already processed my 17 levels of grief. Yeah. Like, yeah. Weird little kid joining with three episodes to go. Why not? <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah. So that's the relationship I have with these. But I 100% did watch these uh, when they were airing. Um, you know. Which I can't the- say for, for four and five. <laughs> My God, those were good ones too. Um, they were episodes. They were episodes. Uh, you know, and this is the thing that we now. I mean, we we're we're closing in on the end of season six, and I still think. I mean, I will take season six any day over season three. Sorry, Harpy, I know you don't agree with me, and that's fine. But, but you know, there, season three as a whole is kind of garbage. But season three did give us one of the all-time best Glee, gar- Glee characters. And for that, season three can never be bottom in my heart. <sighs> Cooper can be bottom in my bed. But, you know. <laughs> this is going to be the we whole episode. This is going to be the whole episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my listeners. Okay. Again, they knew what they were getting into. They saw my name tagged on the post. <laughs> All right, so forewarned is forearmed. We've got a lot to go through. We okay, do. we don't really. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of a lot of little points. things. There's, a lot of plot not points. A lot of uh, depth. And not a lot of claim either. There's um, not a lot of claim. Which is what they're really here for. But guess what, guys? We're saving it till the end. So you're going to have to deal, like the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester, you have to deal with a whole lot of other shit that you don't want to deal with. So Who needs claim when you have my room? <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We're not even 10 minutes in. And I've we're not even 10 pants. minutes. <laughs> Well, we don't have a buffer today. This this is true. Let's get the shindig started. Okay, Uh, we'll talk about Star Child Child Star. Star. The other bastard child of Glee, because um, the first one is Comeback and Child Star. The thing that they have in common is that they're, they're, how do I phrase this? Kurt and Blaine are not in either of these episodes of of Comeback or Child Star. So this is one of two. Where most I people figured just you kind just of... described that as garbage. I don't think it's completely garbage. I mean, it's certainly not as garbage as some of the... Uh, I think Rise of the Sylvester is worse, but we'll get there. Um, and even then, I would not count that as the I don't either. Pile. I mean, no. I... Well, you I know what? I'm save that. much worse. Yeah, I will, I will save my Sue Sylvester thing for that. So we'll talk about Child Star first. Okay, so we've got... The funny thing about Glee is the fact <laughs> that it has one sticking point of continuity, of continuity, continuity. continuity. Um, it, it, the fact that it needs 12 people in the freaking Glee club. So that is why we're essentially 
you know, introducing technically two new characters. Yeah. Uh, for episode five of Substance this Way late in the game. <laughs> like, wh- okay, so here's my thing about Child Star. Um, this story as a whole revolves around the new newbies, around these new characters right. that we've met. I actually think that it was a good idea. I do think that giving one episode to shine a light on these characters that we've gotten mm-hmm. to know all season. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a nice little, like, shift from the where it was back, you know, in, from the wedding episode. I get why it's here. It makes sense narratively. It gives these characters one, you know... One week to shine. It lets, you know, Chris Colfer and Darren Chris get a little mini vacation for, you know, right. an episode. Um, and, and I think on paper, it works just fine. The idea of it wasn't a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of Myron in general. Oh, Myron. <laughs> now, I, I want to get this right because Myron, the, the actor who plays Myron is a trans actor. And she, I believe, goes by Josie Toto now. Okay, she does. She does. So, okay. Um, There is no disrespect for the the actress who does this because does a great job. Myron is exactly what Myron needs to be. Insane batshit kid who is crazy talented but a crazy diva. It's everything that Ryan Murphy probably saw in himself as a child. Um. It's really poking fun at the notion of a child star. However, I think he's irritating and don't really need to see him on my screen for that much. But, you know, here we are. See, I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> and he was mean, and I don't like mean humor. I think I have a higher tolerance for mean humor than you do. Uh, Clearly, you like Terry, and I didn't. <laughs> Terry was a fantastic character. Oh, Terry um, was horrible, horrible person, but a fantastic character. And I remember watching this episode and finding Myron absolutely hilarious. And like, as a casual fan, not thinking about you know anything else that needs to go on, I liked it. And I also, I wish that these newbies had been the newbies. Yeah. As opposed to the second form of them, like no, no hate on the original Mar- set. Marley's the only one whose name I remember. Yeah. Um, and like Baby Puck and Catfishing Boy and whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna not tell you married. because this is funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so them, no they hate are. on them, but they're very, and I know that. They did it on purpose for them to be carbon copies of the original because they kids, were, but I don't think I it didn't don't work. think that it worked. And I and I don't think that it would have worked even if uh they had, had good stories. To be a character. Right. I well, my I, thing with Go ahead. Okay. Um <laughs> it's hard when you can't see somebody when you're interrupting them. Um <laughs> So I, my understanding is that like their arc was supposed to be Finn bringing the Glee Club together and he's like atoning for his past sins because it's basically them again, which like that's fine on paper, but I don't think it worked with that cast. I found this group of new newbies much more engaging and than I, I did the, than the newbies. I agree. I mean, when you try to basically when you 
take half of the cast and you get rid of them and then decide to mm-hmm. bring in these new characters who are supposed to be exact replicas re- replicas to replace them. And yes, I understand that they grew kind of into their own thing, but it was too little too late. Yeah. Um, I think these characters are all, well, Spencer, I'm not thrilled with, but um, they're all... Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that he's a person. Ugh, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but... Um, uh, but, but like they the, are twins? The, I twins, find the twins, I Roderick, Jane, they're wonderful yeah. original characters. They are their own people. They represent different, unique place, you know, spaces. They and and, it also feels like they have natural stories to tell. Right. So why? So this is why I don't begrudge this particular episode from existing for existing. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite. There are a lot of things that I don't like about it, but it's there. And I think that there are some nice things. And I do think they, you know. It's no teenage dream. No. It's not original song. Not even a big brother. Mm, You know, and it's not even Puppet Master. But, um. I do think, like all the season six episodes, I will point out, I think there is a lot of humor. I think there's a lot of fun things. And I think it holds up much better than, like, you know, half of season three. So, um, yeah. it, I, like with the leprechaun, the Irish kid. Oh my God, Rory. That one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, Myron, I don't really care for. I don't care about it. I don't care about the Sue plotline where he, she's forced to bring him in or else the superintendent is going to fire her. Now, that is all set up for the next episode, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, he's there. It's, it's just a lot of it's sequence fine. and music and yelling <laughs> and fine. It's not the worst character they've ever put on the show. I do think oh it's a God, little no, silly. Um, I the one one big big thing about this episode is I do feel like it it is from it feels like a from another show, it or not even another show but like another season like it feels yeah. like it's leading into season seven instead of wrapping up the series. Yeah. Um, I think it it would have made more sense like had they I mean no, we obviously know they weren't going to have one but if they had well, wanted to continue right. they have well, these if- characters. It's kind of like when they do a backdoor pilot. Oh, yeah. um, So we're spending time with these characters who are related to this one main character, but are characters of their own, so just in case we want to spin it off. Whereas at the end of the series, you're just like, I just want to spend time with characters that I know and enjoy and have cared about for the past six years, and why are you making me spend time with, you know... I keep wanting to call him Superintendent Chalmers, but that's off of the symptoms. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. It's just Superintendent. I don't remember what his name was. Um, Ben something? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm so, going to call him Superintendent Chalmers. <laughs> it's really sad. I just, like, skimmed through these episodes and I have no recollection of what the guy's name is. Um, Obviously he made a real impression on you. He did. Well, it's funny because they needed somebody above Sue. And so of course they brought in the superintendent at the end of the series. Cause he has been around at least from season five. Mm -hmm. Um, Sue is always more enjoyable when she has a foil. Yeah. 
And in the first couple of seasons, Will was a really great foil, but she became too powerful. Yeah. Like she was she was basically Thanos. Like she had <laughs> ultimate power. She had she had collected all of the stones and she oh was gonna God. snap her fingers and give herself ultimate power. And there's nothing that poor Will could do because Will was an impotent character. <laughs> Both narratively and probably sexually. Oh my god! <laughs> so, like, what yeah. are they gonna do? Yeah. So, um, I, and it's really frustrating because you know you have Jane Lynch. She's a great comedian. She is a national treasure. Um, at the she same time, her characters had nothing to do, and they gave her the principalship because. I, you know, they needed it makes her a good for foil. season five, but she's a, uh, you she's know. a solid villain. Mm. And Whatever. She needs, but like, that's why they would do it. Like she can become principal so that, you know, the kids have a foil and Will has a foil and they have somebody to fight the man and the man is Sue because they can't have Sue actually grow no matter how many times she learns things, because then you get rid of. Jane Lynch being able to wonderfully shoot the scenery, but mm-hmm. it got old by season six. Yeah, season well, and again, we will talk more about it got that old before fall. season six. And I love Sue as a character. <laughs> so, so let's talk about I, these. Oh, go ahead. So I can only imagine what it would be like for people who are like, "I hate Sue from the beginning." Oh my god, why won't you just leave my screen? Uh, you know, and I feel like that <laughs> but you yes. know i i you know i in my old age um i have grown to appreciate <laughs> jane lynch especially after reading the scripts and reading what trash the scripts are um she sells some oh sure remarkable she, uh, stuff but she the plot the lines diamonds so, out of that carbon i also really like her more when she's interacting with anybody but will will is just so tired Will is tired, and I feel bad because I find Matthew Morrison as a person very enjoyable, and I find him as a performer very enjoyable, like, with him in uh, either Hairspray or The Light in the Piazza. He's very talented. This was just not a showcase for him. and It really wasn't. And so he never got to be the fun character. Yeah, and he got tired of it. I mean, when he started spending most of his time. Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't blame him. I would I would be blitzed out of my mind in my trailer, being like, they'll eventually call me whatever. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about some of these other newbie stories, though. Um, the Ah. first one we've got is Roderick Spencer and Alistair. And Roderick's such a hard name to say. My mouth does not want to be able to say Roderick. But it was that's southern. Yes. Can you say it with a southern accent? Does it Roderick? come out better? I don't, Roderick. I don't know. Let's see if I can do this sound a little bit like my aunt and a good Roderick. See, so say it, fine. Yeah, so saying it raw I have I just have to stretch it out. It has to be Roderick. Roderick. I feel Why like do I, I sound like I feel like I sound like Moira Rose off of Shit's Creek. It's Roderick. I'm going to have a wonderful accent that makes no sense. Okay. Roderick. Roderick. Why do I not have a problem with that then? <laughs> it's I just know. interesting. Roderick. I don't know. It's I don't amazing know. what uh, what some mouth accents. Can use. Just accents and way I say my. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Ro- so Roderick. Roderick. I'll just say Roderick. Okay, so Roderick and um, okay, I 
enjoy parts of this plotline and I hate other parts of this plotline. So the the main I plot that's the general consensus is, uh, the, is that um, Roderick is having issues climbing ropes and being fit, and Spencer is having issues flirting with Alistair and wanting to hook up with Alistair. And so they so know, like and, any good fanfic. It's time to trade your skills. Yep. And the Spencer-Alistair stuff is actually better done. Um, I think that, first of all, Spencer trying to be a badass and falling on his face and Alistair basically being like, you're such a moron, is (laughs) actually really quite funny. Um, You know, I think they do well together. I have to give props for the episode for... You know, it's a, 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 they've completely normalized all of the gay stuff in it. They have a, they share a kiss. It's whatever. I mean, when you think about, when you think back to Clayne and all the buildup and all of the hoopla and all the media hoopla about Kurt and Blaine kissing, the fact that these two char- characters can just be like, you know, just kiss each other in the first episode that they know yeah. each other. Um, it, it's come a long way and it's intentional. I mean, like you, you've just had your big... <laughs> you know, double gay wedding. Hey guys, look at all the gay, 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 gay. And then in this episode, it's completely normalized and organically put in there and it just happens. And that's a really cool thing. Um, For all of the shit that we give Glee, both earned and unearned, they really did move the window on what was considered normal on TV. So I definitely have to give them that because I mean... Kurt and Blaine and their little Dalton blazers, which was the best costuming they ever had, um, like show up on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. It's like, gay kisses. It's like, oh my God, people are clutching their pearls. And now it's like, we're going to let these two boring characters kiss because yeah. it's just normal. And you're yeah. Like, hey, and it's only five years from, you know, when from the clean stuff started to here. Five years. No, and that's really kind of. That. Wasn't it four? Well, they, they kissed in season two, and this is season six, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Four? <laughs> it was 2010, <laughs> and this is in 2015 that it aired. Oh, okay. But, you know, whatever. You can make your math work however you want it to work. <laughs> so, wow, okay. My, my voice went real. <laughs> now... As an actor, um, Marshall Williams, who plays Spencer, is is the weakest of the new newbies. He, really he makes is. me cringe. Again, <laughs> I forget that he exists for oh, obvious he, reasons. He's so bad at lines. Like, like we talked about how the scripts are just badly worded half the time, and you can tell when he the, the words are in his mouth. And I, I just, I know Do you that. Remember? Ron, let's take a let's take that a step back. Do you kind remember of September? the? Uh, <laughs> Do you remember um, the Glee mobile game where you like tap the notes? Yes, your, your thumbs were dance dance revolution. Glee forever, yeah. Revolution, yeah. Yep. Like he didn't even have a song on there. The only That's reason I remember because they didn't get to it because it wasn't whatever. Yeah, well, like because the they stopped reason, in season four. <laughs> no, they didn't because they had all about that bass on there, which is why because they had the picture of Mercedes and Ron. Oh, well, they because they were the solos. That's right. Okay. And anyway. so, like, that's how I remember Roderick. But <laughs> I maybe I have to do it in a Dame Maggie Smith voice. Roderick. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it needs Roderick. to be Downton Down Abbey style. Roderick. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, like, Spencer never 
refreshed in my brain the same way that um, Roderick did. Roderick, Roderick was delightful. Um, yeah, so the other half of this story is Roderick and his stupid rope. Okay, here's my thing. This is why <laughs> I'm going to have to just go on my rant, okay? Go for it. I hate this storyline. And the reason I hate it is kind of twofold. Um, the first reason being it feels like anytime there's an overweight character on television, it has to be about their weight. Roderick... Sure has a gorgeous voice. He is socially awkward. You could do a lot of things just with those two things, but they have to so throw the story in the storyline has to be, oh my God, he's fat. Yeah, and he's not even yeah. that fat. I mean, like, he's, you know, he's not. He's a husky, but not, I wouldn't, like, he's not huge. Doesn't even matter, even if he was freaking huge. It really doesn't. It shouldn't be about his weight. And the fact that they keep throwing jokes, even... You know, whatever. You know, Spencer's still gonna hook up with the cute Al- hipster boy Alistair, and Roderick's still gonna be fat and having jokes thrown at him, and and it just that pisses me off in itself because you have this really wonderful character that you've done mostly well with up until this point. The fact that the only his only storyline ends up being about his weight drives me crazy. Um, on top yeah. of that, his whole shtick is that he can't do something physically, and by the end of the episode, he can magically climb this rope. Now. <laughs> sure. No. Just <laughs> no. I, I love that that's just your solid no. <laughs> no. Like this is this is what I have to say about this. No. I mean, now you're just saying, okay, kids, hey you fat kids out there, you'll be awesome if you climb this rope, and don't worry, you can just willpower yourself to do this. But I mean, Glee doesn't have a really great track record of making people work for things. No, it's I like know. you sang a song and then all of a sudden you can perform brain surgery. <laughs> I'm really surprised that they didn't have a character. You know, I mean, wasn't Quinn looking to go to law school? I'm surprised that they didn't have her have a have a song and then like the next episode she comes back and it's like I passed the bar and you're like but you haven't even gotten your degree and she's like doesn't matter I sat for it because I'm brilliant and I sang a song about believing in yourself oh my god actually if Rachel Berry had wanted to be the character that went to law school that's 100% the way that it would have happened that's true but you know I feel um, like somebody should write that fic all of a sudden these songs that they sing have magical powers anything that you want to do as long as you sing a song beforehand about believing in yourself you can do are you going to pass your LSATs I have a song about believing in myself am I going to pass my MCAT I have a song about believing in myself are you going to become a rocket scientist who's the first person on Jupiter? I sing a song about believing in myself. And so I kind of feel like him singing a song. And then but he didn't even sing to... a song. What? He didn't even sing a song. <laughs> there was no song. I mean, song. <laughs> there might have been a song in his heart. Afterwards, he sings Uptown Funk, but that's afterwards. <laughs> but still, I don't think that that's out of character for Glee. It's not, but it's irritating to me. It, more so, I'm just tired of media's representation of fat characters. It needs to that is a, that is an Glee is a horrible track record with obese characters. So Glee has um, a horrible track record with most folks. Yeah. <laughs> However, I will defend Roderick. I think he is an amazing character. The fact that they 
you know, you know, from the beginning, this, this wonderful kid who's got an amazing voice, but is shy and probably won't do, who knows if he'll actually do anything with music because they don't really go into those, you know, kind of characters afterwards. But, um, I, I like, I just like these new characters a lot. So, okay. So going over to the, the plot line that I think is adorable and I love. (laughs) <laughs> is the Madison, Mason, and Jane story. Mm-hmm. Um, and here you've got Mad, uh, Mason, who is really hung up on Jane, and Jane's hung up on him. But then there's Madison, and she's clingy because of stuff that happened in their past. So she doesn't I mean, let go. let's be honest. This is a little Cersei, Jamie, Brienne yeah. kind of kind of trio going on there. A little bit. I do a like little bit. Okay. There's this one scene, though, that I think is hilarious when Mason grabs Spencer and Roderick and tries to talk to them. And Spencer's like, yo, I'm gay. I'm out. And Roderick's like, your sister's crazy. I don't want to talk about this. And then they start talking about their own issues. And Man- and Mason's like, when did this become about you guys? <laughs> it's it's hilarious and comedic. And, I mean, reason why to watch this, in this episode is for that scene alone. Um, I mean, I think that those characters are an absolute—I I love the twins. I think yeah. that they're an absolute delight. I also think that they were secretly banging. But, you know, whatever. But, uh... <laughs> and then Pam has nothing to say about that because it's like, oh, God. <laughs> what, what, I, anyway, Jane, who's adorable. <laughs> um, and I, But I do, I love Jane. I think she's a sweetheart. I think that, you know, she and Mason are super cute together. I, mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't get a whole lot to do in the story, but... Um, you know, it's a it's a good little cute story for what it is, yeah. and yeah. So, um, the last you know what I'm going to save the adults for a second. Um, I want to talk about Kitty for just a second because Kitty is the holdover from the um, old newbies. Yeah, I, I I she doesn't do much in this, and that's fine. She doesn't need to. We know this is all really kind. This is kind of like I said. This is kind of like a like you said. It's like a backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is setting up the other characters, or it's really just giving them a chance to shine. And Kitty, we already know, so she doesn't need to be there. But I do think she fits in the group nicely. I do think, you know, these new bees had started right off the bat and had Kitty in this form, not her original form. It would have been fine. I think um, that this Kitty is hilarious. I do too. I think she's great. She's got a lot of great little one-liners in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the whole thing with like she bonds with Myron at the end, and it, it just it's really sweet. Um, and they also do the ending number is "Cool Kids," and it's a throwback to "Some Nights," which is a throwback to "Don't Stop Believing," and it it really kind of brings them together as a team. And I think it I think it works. I mean, yeah, it's still insane that they're introducing again two new characters, but you know, they have to fill up those those roster spots <laughs> with actual faces. So <laughs> we've got to find 12 bodies somehow. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Why, why don't we just burn down Dalton to do it? In there? <laughs> yes, that's a solid plan. Let's just burn down Dalton. We'll get there. Um so Patience. Patience will get to burnt down Dalton. <laughs> we will, because I have a lot to say about it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the other thing that's kind of going on, we get the start of Rachel starting to go back to New York. Um, however, I wrote in my notes, Rachel and Sam um, are part of the adult world now, and the adults are all boring. 
um they are they're definitely a part of the adult world i think the best part is when they're all trying to learn to to dance which all the adults are trying to learn to dance and like sam like they all turn one way and sam turns the other and rachel's and somebody is like you're turning the wrong way and will's like or sam's like no the rest of you turn the wrong way i don't it's really cute quarters over street does it better than i can but um i mean when in doubt listen to white thunder or white chocolate (laughs) white chocolate White white chocolate chocolate um uh, you know it's it, it, we rachel's story doesn't really happen until the next episode starting to get rachel who is moving back to new york and that is her last storyline um because you know it's all about otps here at the end and her otp is with new york at this point and yeah. so she is technically the main character um we are it's the classic series ending of you're putting everybody in their places to be in the finale Yes, you um, have and, to move the pieces so that everybody can have the grand finale. Yeah, no, it Even is. Also, if it doesn't make any sense, and yeah, and we'll talk about that. Brown <laughs> Grand King, exactly. Sorry, <sighs> I. It's still Game of Thrones time. I don't know when this is airing, but okay. So, <laughs> um, we're gonna move on to the Sue Sylvester Shuffle because we kind of finished up another Rachel stuff. I have more to say with that one. And joining us is Perfect Anomaly. So thank you for joining us, dear. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, we're gonna talk about the Sue Sylvester Shuffle. And um, to no, kick it off, we're gonna talk about the rise and fall. Of yeah, Sylvester. we are. If I can say it right. <laughs> I am on the ball. Uh, the rise and Sue's. fall of Sue Sylvester. Why does she have so many um, episodes named after her? Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because what I want to start off saying about this episode is that I originally ranked it last on my list of least favorite episodes, but that was fresh off of like watching the whole, you know, when the series ended and et cetera, et cetera. I don't think I would put it there now. Um, I, I don't, I still don't, I, it's pretty low on my list, but um I think the worst is now I kissed a girl, but whatever. We can talk about that later. Um, well, this, yeah. <laughs> this episode, I I don't think it's as bad as people might think. I think there's actually some funny bits about it. But the thing is, and we can get into this topic first, is it's an entire episode about Sue. You know, this is the fourth episode from the end. We've already had an episode that feels a little, you know, child star. Well, we we agreed that, you know, it was, an, it was a fun episode that I think deserved to be there because these kids have been there the whole long. They deserved an episode. Now we've got this Sue episode that nobody really asked for. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think... Um... Uh, I just finished watching them just a, a couple of hours ago. And I think uh, because you got them in a row, these two mm-hmm. episodes, so you had like a wedding that was super like focused on the old uh, uh, characters. And then you had one episode completely focusing on the new ones. And then you had two. And I, when, when, when I um, watched it now today, I, I was thinking that it wasn't, I think it was like a funny episode. Uh, it was a bit too <laughs> too much soup, maybe. But I still think it wasn't like worse than comeback or funeral or some of the other soup focused episodes. I think people were so caught up with this being like this is like our 
almost uh, last episode. So, so people were sort of dispersed for having more, I don't know, more Clayne or more mm-hmm. Santana or more of the old characters. So that you you sort of had like a disappointment last episode that you didn't get enough of the old characters, and then you had this episode afterwards. Um, I think to me when I watched it, this episode, it felt very um, like the uh, season one. Mm-hmm. And I I love season one. I, I, I listen to a lot of the other podcasts and I know uh, RB does so too. So oh, yeah. I, I think, the, the, yeah, this is, was like, I, I loved all the callbacks. Uh, I love they used like the old uh, Glee theme, you know, the jingle <laughs> thing. And th- there were so many comebacks and I love that. I just think it was, <laughs> the episode came a bit too late sort of in the season because people were expecting something else or people hoping for something else. Yeah. And I kind of want to explain, I want to dig into a little bit of an explanation as to why this exists, because I, I feel like I've come up with an answer to this question. Um, You know, I think what people don't really realize is that, for example, the Klain story essentially ended in the wedding episode. Britanna definitely ended in the episode. Yeah. Most of the old characters, except for Rachel, ended with the wedding episode. And then you have the newbie episode, and then you have this extra episode before you have the sectionals episode and the finale episodes. Okay? So I can see them and on the paper. the sectionals episode, I think that sectional episode, sectional episode was sort of the ending for the season six mm-hmm. newbie. Yeah, it was kind of an ending for the season, whereas the series finale was the series finale, you know? Yeah. And so you have this extra episode just sitting there. And as much as we would have liked wrapping up career stories or wrapping up all these other plot threads that they could have done, but weren't really, when you really sit back and look at Lee's track record, weren't going to do because they considered, you know, all of these other stories done by now. Um, you have Jane Lynch, whom they love. I gotta keep that in mind. Let's devote an entire hour to Sue. And they've been building up to this, too. I mean, like, at the, in Child Star, there's a lot of Sue. Throughout this entire season, there's a lot of Sue. And it is... They're building up to a character that, in their minds, is one of the greatest characters on the entire show. Um, it, you know, ever since transitioning, there has been a pivot back to who are the season one characters. It was Will, Sue, and Rachel. That is who we're going back to. And I don't think it's as completely out of nowhere that people might think that it is. I would agree um. with that. I mean, I don't think it's out of... I don't think it's out of nowhere, but I do think that it's indicative of the showrunners enjoying a different show than the fandom enjoys. Yes. Yeah, but I, I was um I think um I really like I I've always loved Sue. Um uh, like Me as a little, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's hilarious. And I of I course, think. yeah, yeah, I know they rehashed <laughs> the will versus Sue storyline like a thousand times <laughs> too many. But I think I love her. I'm I'm very happy we've got like sort of a finish to her story. We can talk more mm-hmm. about like the 
what happened because I hate like Michael Bolton and stuff debunked. I, I'm still <laughs> angry about that, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but but like overall, I think if if you like if you fell in love with Glee in season one, I think this was an episode that was quite like good. Mm-hmm. You, you would have enjoyed this episode because it was dark and it was comedic in a way I that mean, wasn't like Sue got her comeuppance and she got it publicly and it was I will great. see and I wish that <laughs> like and she got it from Becky of all people I mean who saw that it's so funny because I was flipping through it and I'm like oh they totally set this up at the beginning to be Becky um because Becky has a meltdown about Dalton and we'll talk yeah. about we will talk about all the other plot lines I promise um but just to just stay on the Sue stuff for a little bit um and I, I mean, personally, going back, I think the Geraldo stuff went on too long. It's for two, like, it's a whole two acts um, instead of one act, which feels normal by TV standards. They gave it, they devoted it to, and it feels a little long. Um, the Carol Burnett stuff, Carol Burnett is always a delight. I think she's slightly wasted as Sue's mom, but, um, you know, she I think still they're does. just always happy to have somebody of Carol Burnett's caliber. On. Yeah, she does gr- a great, she did a great job. Um, and then you, you know, I, you've got this whole sequence of her going to vocal adrenaline, which again, it feels just too long when we can do it. They just did that with Will and now she's going to coach them as well. It feels like they. is so talented. Why do they keep on taking these hacks on as their, as their teacher? Yeah. They're incredibly talented. They should have had somebody better. Yeah. Um, um, Will or Sue. But they're put, they're they're rewinding it to season one. They're trying to put everybody back in their place where they're supposed to go. Because that was the whole that's the whole arc of season six is that people are going to go. They went. They were all at rock, rock bottom except for Sue, who was at the top. She gets an inverted arc, and they're gonna you know rise themselves to the top again and go out on their merry way at the top, where Sue's gonna be hit go the opposite way. However, she doesn't because she ends up becoming vice president. Whatever. Um, I kind of wish he had ended up in jail. I feel like that would have been more satisfying, but it's still a belief. It, it, yeah, feels very, it feels very current with American politics. To it me. really <laughs> does, though. Glee was ahead of its time. I mean, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think that, can you imagine? I would rather have, like, see Sylvester. Yes. Yeah. You're all <laughs> saying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. <you> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, thank you. But, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I have a, a comment of a lot sure. of things in the episode. I, I know are we going to go through it like mm-hmm. sort of chronologically, or uh, can I just? I was going to go by topic, yeah. Okay. but um, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to just go by topic. Um, okay. Uh, so, but yeah, just kind of wrapping up the Sue stuff. It it makes sense. I kind of wish. They had kept her, yeah, like, whatever, it, it's whatever. Um, the one thing, I, the one really funny part, I think, that almost makes it, almost, well, there's two, but I'll talk about the Geraldo stuff in a minute. Um, the ending sequence of um, them singing the final uh, countdown. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Because they're going crazy. And then it finally shows that all these years, you know, all of these fantasy sequences have been just that, fantasy sequences. So to see them kind of like going crazy without actual guitars, 
<laughs> and then the students to come back and they're like, I mean, huh? that's really funny. It is I, really funny. I think it's really funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. Um, it was a nice touch. Um, cause again, the will and Sue stuff is so tired at this point, but to see them <laughs> just it's tired, lose. but it is a very, it's a classic of the show. I mean, yeah, it is. Um, and not surprising the way that they would just end up like this. It just, it's a nice touch. I think, um, the Geraldo- I, I also, I just want oh, to say that, uh, I think, I don't know. I just, Matthew Morrison has a great voice. Uh, at least I think yeah. so. I, I, I sort of, I like his character in season one. Um, and he's become being, coming more and more unlikable. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. but I think that just the way they sort of, I don't know, unwrap them or sort of, um, uh, just made them look so, uh, so sad basically uh, <laughs> yeah the way, because this, this entire fight the last six seasons more or less have been very pathetic basically it is 100 pathetic yeah <laughs> and it's just the way that they let us see like the kids the way the kids saw them because mm-hmm. kids have always been so um supporting of will but now they will like obviously oh why are they doing this like these <laughs> silly adults and i i perhaps perhaps if we got this like way earlier in this series i think that would have made this less important sort of because then it would sort of have tainted what uh, well the 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 animosity between them but now we sort of got to understand it in 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 sort of in the in the uh, in the end uh, mm-hmm. so i think it was it worked as a wrap up of their uh, fighting yeah. and rivalry uh, even though it was a bit too much but yeah but i i love the performance itself and mm-hmm. brad in there i i thought i i must i'm a bit out of the timeline now <laughs> but i just what, brad wasn't he like uh, didn't he quit or wasn't he fired in oh a couple of episodes? Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. So I think he was. Dead. <laughs> I've forgotten about. That. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I whatever you say, I'm gonna follow because I honestly don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think do something about the foot fetish things. So, yeah. Oh so, yeah. yeah. I, do, I don't know. I, 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 now? I, he's not yeah. my like. Yeah. I, I'm not on Brad Watch, but I just was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like, wasn't he on an organ in their fantasy? Yeah, yeah. yeah but no, I, I think yeah, but she was playing the organ, and oh, was also, she was like the slow motion and the organ, like uh, yeah. Camina Burana, uh, <laughs> all of the throwbacks to the early uh, crazy two seasons. I think there was, um, yeah, I just like as a meta, like literal meaning i think mm. this this uh, performance was great and it surprised me because i think the writer of this episode was something someone who hasn't really been writing a lot oh I, that reminds me i i need to talk about this real quick okay so people were like when they watched season six they were like you know these episodes are getting you know it started out really really great and they're declining in quality a little bit as they go on and i don't think what people realize is that the first 
five episodes were written by Ryan Murphy, Brad Feldchuk, and Ian Brennan, who are the original three writers and the showrunners. The next couple, six and seven, were written by um, two writers that came in during season three. The wedding episode was, you know, written by somebody who came in a little bit later than that. And then the child star, this one and the next one, are all written by, like, newer people or who have not had a script credit yet. I I don't know why they decided to do that, but you know. Because <laughs> think, why not? That makes total Because sense why not? But I, if you wonder why the episodes like remind us a lot. I mean, and this one does remind you of season one. I think this whole season is very reminiscent of that darker tone that season one took. Yeah. But um I do think it's funny, like, you know, these episodes are, are just slightly less in quality as you go on. It's because you have these uh, not as seasoned writers or, uh, you know, writing the, the characters. And I just think that's kind of funny. But anyway, um, so uh, talking, I want to touch on the Geraldo part a little bit. Um, there are two points. One, when all the kids say about talk about how she um, hated Glee Club. Um, there's some great bits in there. I mean, you've got Kurt and Blaine talking uh, about the elevator yeah. and the bear. Um, can I just ask one question? Oh, yeah. Gerald, is that a real talk show guy? Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Unfortunately. RB, okay, so it's like Geraldo. But not, but not current. He's like late 80s, early 90s. When Do you want to the... explain the Geraldo thing, though? What happened? Like why he? <laughs> Please don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to now, now that I brought it up. So, back in the late 80s, early 90s, these talk shows were, were new. And he was one of them, and you get a lot of, you know, you get Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael and Ricky Lake and all of these trying to compete for, for eyes and for viewers. And you have some like Mari Povich who decide to go the route of let's take paternity tests on air and try to determine if you're the father. And then you have Geraldo who on the other hand decided that he was going to, um, both try and find Jimmy Hoffa's body and open Al Capone's treasure vault live on air. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, it was this whole big thing and it was like, you know, we're opening it, it's live on air, this is gonna be amazing, and of course what happens is, like, there's jack shit in there. There's absolutely nothing. And so then he kind of takes a Let's call it a mental spiral to where he then ends up on Fox News. Oh, with all okay. of that. Uh, okay, so with this, all of that. This is fair and balanced. Comment yes. was like sort of a dig on him. It was 100% a Fox News reference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's Sorry, I didn't know that he was an actual journalist or an uh, actual well, uh, journalist is questionable. Okay, loose term. I mean, he's one he step an actual. Book. He's a TV personality. Yeah, Jerry Springer has more class than he does. Um, I, Jerry Springer was mayor. Yeah, he was. He was uh, in Ohio, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. But 
so yeah, it's not surprising they. I, well, I'm kind of, eh, maybe I'm not surprised Geraldo actually did it, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> anyway, in this, uh, the, the the funny part, the kids talking about what I love the beat where they drag back Samuel Larson who played um, <laughs> Joe. And he, she, because he, the actor had cut his his dreads off, and he. I she, legit for a moment thought that you said Brie Larson was like Captain America wasn't in this. You <laughs> mean Captain Marvel? How could you accidentally mistake that? I had wine, and that is very <laughs> embarrassing for me. And I will leave the podcast I, now because I there is no way you were a Captain there is America no way fan. That, I can live that down. There is no way I can live that down. I have embarrassed myself. I, mean, I have embarrassed myself. You can even just say that you think a lot about Brie Larson. Are you I have just a disgrace? Ancestors. And I Iron Man was right now I because have clearly. America's ass. This is horrible. <sighs> I've life. won, you guys. This is what winning feels like. No, okay. no, you have not won. I thought you were talking about Brie Larson and Captain Marvel because I am aware and understanding of these things. You know what? Let's just move on. Talk about talk about dreadlock Jesus. That's fine. Well, he doesn't have dreadlocks anymore. Let's and and it's a really funny beat. Jesus. <laughs> the other part, and just because I want to I want to mention this because people seem to get upset about it. And um, they go into Sue's Hurt Locker and find it out. And that's why she is like, whatever. And people got really upset because of one line where um, they find the claim portion of it. And the, the superintendent is like, this is just wrong. Now, people took it as a dig at fandom. I don't think it was. I I mean, it's I wrong mean, what even she's if it doing. Was, it was kind of funny. It, so whatever. I, but I just don't think it was because Can what she is doing us, we're legion is wrong. What are all of the fandom is doing is fine. And to hell with whoever thinks otherwise. But Sue literally has like voodoo dolls and people's eyes scratched <laughs> out and a serial killer hurt locker. And she, and she has them of her current students. Yes. It's not like this is, you know, a cele- a weird celebrity sex dungeon. This <laughs> are, these are pictures of, like, her actual students. Exactly. It's not like it's actually Chris and Darren in there. It's, you know, Kurt and Blaine who are were, were her students and all Kurt and students and faculty. And yeah. it's creepy. And yes. So but I, I still think it's a bit sort of far-fetched because... Uh, well, first of all, they sort of said that the the magazine, the porn magazines, were the like the last straw. But didn't they talk about that like a couple of seasons earlier with the not Look, so old spread? She's eagle. been pulling on the last straw yeah. ever since season two. Well, so, there, there was a because she's like she's been I don't know she's been so mean to to her students and she's been pushing the teacher downstairs and she's I think she pushed like a student downstairs and she hit someone she's done so many things and like he's were once in like I mean she's I mean the yeah yeah I like I said I'm really kind of surprised she wasn't arrested um yeah but so other things than yeah. just the hurt looker. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, shoot. What was I going to say, though? It's already I gone bet it again. It was really brilliant. Yeah, it was really brilliant. Oh, well. 
Um, oh, if it's a you, <laughs> my brain is just getting old. Um, okay, well, if it comes back to me, it will come back to me. Okay, so yeah, that's all I kind of wanted to say about Sue, though. Um, there are other plot lines in this episode. Um, before we talk I about. Just- Say, say something yeah. more about Sue because I, yeah. I love her. <laughs> no, nope, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. You mentioned something about Carol Burnett. Um, yeah. And um, well, first of all, this I think this was just completely awful because I know they wanted to uh, sort of make fun of Sue and make her downfall major, but just to say this, your mother doesn't love you. I just yeah. I sort of. I almost cried <laughs> and it's like I don't like to at all but just the that entire scene was just mean-spirited <laughs> and sort of explains so much that that she because she always had Jane and the way she took care of Jane they sort of had each other and obviously no parental love was yeah, yeah. sort of heartbreaking and I don't really understand why they put that in there because to me that was sort of softened me with regards to Sue well, because I, think they want all, to, yeah. I mean they, they have to go to an extreme because here you've taken this already cartoon character made her such yeah. a cartoon villain that everything she's done is almost irredeemable it yeah. mostly irredeemable and yet if you're not going to actually throw her in jail because they're not going to you have to redeem her a little bit by giving her this mother who hates her and so it's to offset so they have to go to the extreme okay her mother hates her yeah. see this is why she does all of these horrible things we really want her approval she's even like sings a musical performance for for her mother just you know to get her approval so uh, but also I, I think it's super hilarious that they both played Miss Hannigan like in retrospect um, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's funny <laughs> so because, yeah it's just I, I love the, the Carol Burnett uh, performance even though um, it took time from what I wanted to see this episode right so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I well, think this, this entire um, segment was a bit sort of too harsh because yeah. even though I dislike people and they do a lot of awful stuff, I don't want them to be sort of abandoned by their parents because yeah. that's just harsh. Yeah, too hard for me. Yeah. So. True. Um, that's cruel. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it's kind of a way. Carol Burnett, I don't know. You just, you know, when you say Carol Burnett and Jane Lynch and you would think, wow, there should be a lot of really fun stuff. And both of, you know, their appearances have been not great and not because she's i mean it's carol burnett she's wonderful but um like why couldn't they write her better material my god (laughs) yeah so you're asking for too much that's true that's true i usually am okay so before i (laughs) again i'm delaying dalton for a second um i want to talk about rachel for a second i know i am i usually do um i want to talk about rachel because this is the beginning of this again what the hell storyline? Um, <laughs> okay, let me see if I can explain this. Um, in either in the early of this episode or the previous episode, she goes on an audition in New York. Um, it might have even been in season in episode six. She goes it's on in this episode. Okay, so I thought it was. So she says, this episode. "She says something about this is one year since I left or something." Yeah. So Which she goes on a, May. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so she goes on an audition and she comes back and she's going to get it. But then there's Sam who's like, you need to go to college again and try and, and cause she's like, Oh, Oh, she's like, I'm going to go back and beg Carmen Thibodeau. Who's already, you know, I've I, the Carmen Thibodeau stuff again. Why this worst? <laughs> I love Whoopi Goldberg. I love her. Why does she play the stupidest character on the show? Um, but her first appearance was great. That's true. It was. It really then, was. Then they made her just in got service worse. of Rachel's storyline, and she I know. Because um, she's been so back and forth on Rachel Berry, who is clearly not worth it. Um, so Rachel's got this dilemma of college or career. And most of her, you know, I lo- I do love the the little like table talk between uh, Sam and um, Sam and Blaine and Mercedes because this is where the Niata is a witch school thing comes up. <laughs> <laughs> witch school, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, because Blaine's like, no, not a witch school because, and Sam's like, whoa, do they like you know take your blood and blah. They do not because it's not a witch school. It just cracks me up. They could have been doing that all episode. I would love that. Um, <laughs> it, but um, she's having this dilemma about going back to school or not. And I don't understand why this is a conversation that Glee feels like it needs to have. Um, they even go out of their way to point out Sam's because Will is like, why are you being so adamant about this? You're not in college. And Sam's like, I don't want her to make my mistakes. Like, dude, you've been out of school for two years, two years, and and you're doing fine, and you're somehow going to be a teacher at the end of this. Whatever, maybe he goes back to community college. I don't know, but <laughs> who <laughs> um, knows? Uh, but it's just funny that they start to have this dialogue, which is going to be ramped up more in the next episode about her going back to college. And I'm just going to throw this out there: if you are a person that needs to be are going into the fine arts and you catch a break go follow your dreams do not go back to college she already (laughs) got one and then this was the second so she's obviously competent and qualified enough to get yeah exactly so she gets her second you know she gets another role and she's gonna drop it to go back to Niata, which you do, you do not need a college degree. Now it's nice to make connections um, in college. That's fine if you just need to, you know, work on your, you know, if you feel like you need to work on your acting a bit, or if you feel like you need to make more connections or whatever. That's fine. But if oh you my make God, it, if you get a role on Broadway, fucking go, go to Broadway. Don't <laughs> oh don't freaking go back yeah. to college. Don't do that. Especially and not it, to a scam school. Niata is not a real school. <laughs> Yeah, and also it was strange Damn. because like, didn't Leah Michelle do like exactly Leah Michelle, this? Yeah, she, yeah, she did not college. go to college. In <laughs> fact, and I will talk more about this when we talk about um, the next episode, which is we built this Glee Club. You've got Chris yeah. Colfer talking to Leah Michelle. Neither of them have gone to college. In fact, out of the main kid cast, I found this a little bit of trivia. Two went to college. Two. Does anybody have any idea who those two people are? I, I know, off the top of my head, I'll tell you. Because he was super uh, intense about his image things. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Darren Chris and Jenna Washkowitz are the only two people that went to college. Oh, you said out of the originals. Darren's not one of the originals. No, out of the kids. Sorry. I'm sorry if I misspoke. I just meant none of the, not out of the adults, out of the, the kid oh, okay. actors. 
yeah. Anyway, still, it's only two, and there's a lot of them, and they're all relatively successful. And you, I mean, there's a lot of things you should go to college for. You know, rocket science, go to college. You know, law, go to college. Be a doctor, doctor. go to college. I but, don't, don't say no to a Broadway role. Yeah, absolutely. Do not do that. Um, and so Sam, it's, Sam gives terrible advice. He's he's a lovely boy, and he, he means so much. But he gives terrible advice. Um, I will say to white chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) The other funny part of this is that this is kind of, and we really didn't do anything in Child Star either. This kind of peters out the Rachel Sam romance. Um, You know, forget that that was a thing. Yeah, Yeah, it was a thing. So did the show really? Yeah. he it's was funny. like such a placeholder, and I I really dislike that. Yeah. But I think still they they had this fight, so it felt like like in retrospect, I think they this the fight was sort of the ending of them. But yeah, in, but unofficially. Watching, like but... the first time I was so angry, I was like, okay, did you forget that you were together? They did. With they really them? did. Yeah, I mean, they I had. Think. This whole thing in the wedding episode about how, you know, he, she wants to make sure Carol's okay with her moving on, and it's fine. And then this episode, well, even in Child Star in this episode. They didn't even mention it. They didn't even mention that. And then they won't. She'll completely ignore it because she starts fooling around with Jesse St. James again. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good Choice. Yes, like, it is a good choice. That's one. I just, well, because uh, Sam's going to go back with Mercedes anyway, but. Oh yeah. my god. It's just I'm like, Glee, did you completely forget the story you were telling? Probably. Yes. But <laughs> Yes, and that's the pro- that's a, I think that's the problem with uh, a lot of the is the la- later seasons when they had so many different uh, different writers because they sort of didn't tie these stories together throughout the series or throughout the, the seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. because there was um, I, I know they focus on different people and different relationships in every episode, but I still think they did. They sort of lost a bit of the continuity. Uh, well, and they, they do relatively well with everybody else, though this season. I mean, I think this is the most consistent that it's been written, maybe since even season two. So I, I do think that the writing itself is mostly strong. But this particular poor Sam, he always gets the short end of the stick. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so we can talk about, um, let's talk about Dalton burning down and why they burnt it to the ground. And so, here's the thing. Here's the real reason they burnt Dalton to the ground. Because they didn't have 12 students. They, and they didn't have 12 students. To be able students. To compete. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. They don't care about Blaine or the Dalton. They really don't. I'm sorry. I really hate it too, but it's. You know, and they thought it would be funny. And there are, I mean, I think the scenes where um, Dalton is trying to be integrated into the directions, there, I think there's two or three scenes with them. And they're really quite humorous. I think there are a lot of little funny beats in there. Um, but it's, <sighs> I know a lot of people wanted the story to be about Blaine, but we are now past the story. Blaine's story ended. And, and as frustrating and as sad as it might be for some people, um, that's kind of the truth. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know if you talked about it earlier, but I just finished watching Game of Thrones. So for me, this <laughs> oh spoilers finale, then, just just in case anybody hasn't seen it. Just, look, 
By the time this airs, it will have been weeks since it aired. If you haven't seen it by now, what are you doing with your life? That's true. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to spoil anything. I was just, because when when I've been watching (laughs) it now, I was thinking, whoa, they actually tried to tie up a thing, a lot of things, and they had, well, sort of, they had like a nice ending to it uh, compared to other things. So now I'm just happy about the glee ending we got. Uh, the, the 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 problem with the Dalton plot was it wasn't really it was just a plot device. And mm-hmm. I think you could yeah, we'll probably mention it more, but I think like in the first two or three scenes with Kurt and Blaine you can see that Kurt's very caring about Blaine and mm-hmm. he's like sort of yes. overprotecting. Yeah, so it's it's just they, they showed that Blaine was um sort of um uh, he was were very distraught about it. The the what happened, but uh, it felt like a cheap plot device. He was uh, grieving because Gay yeah. Hogwarts was the best part of this show. <sighs> I think me. it's I'm not fighting you. If you want to fight, we'll talk about <laughs> Civil War, um, <laughs> which we won't be doing. I promise. We will okay. not be doing because you know better than that. I know. Okay, so uh, it is a plot device. I I do think it's symbolic too. I mean, this place where Blaine felt safe and Blaine came back to heal, it's gone now, which forces Blaine to go live out his life, you know, he can't stay home because there's no home anymore. So now he is forced to go out and be a part of the real world. Okay. Um, because I was uh, uh, noticing this when I was watching that they cut the scene where he and Kurt comes in to the auditorium while they're mm-hmm. the, the new, 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 new <laughs> direction <laughs> are, are, are singing I'd Rather Be. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of the lyrics that really fits his, where he's at uh, with Dalton and his feelings about Dalton. I don't remember now because my computer just shut down, uh, <laughs> so I can't find my notes. But just the, the, the actually the the um, uh, how they cut the scene between him and the lyrics of "Rather Be" really fits sort of emotionally with where Blaine would be because of Dalton. So that was sort of if you just look very carefully, they. I think they thought about it. I, they just, yeah, they I, actually I, do I, things like that intentionally, so I, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, because the the um, they uh, sort of the clips in in the scene were very sort of deliberate that he was he would rather be there, and there were a lot of things in the song that was very uh, resonant with Blaine and where he would be like mentally because of. Dalton burning down. So I think that was that was only the only thing we got uh, uh, with regards to Dalton from his point of view. But I think it it gave me more this time this this time around than the first time when I was just caught up in this angry oh, why did I do this like a plot device thing? Mm-hmm. Because now mm-hmm. when I look back, I can sort of understand it more. But then I was so angry with it, so. I couldn't sort of, I couldn't um, understand and I couldn't appreciate the way this sort of incorporated a lot of the Dalton stuff in the final seasons in a way we wouldn't have 
if they didn't. So, yeah. Well, and I, I think, I don't know what people would have wanted. I mean, like, what would you have actually done without, I mean, they weren't going to make an entire episode about Blaine and Dalton because it just doesn't fit into the narrative of what they're telling, which is about the rebuilding of McKinley. Um, So I don't know, like, again, it's just not going to be, it's not the story that Glee wants to tell. So I'm not, I, I feel like just this being this far out, at this point, also, I don't think they could have done any more with the Warblers if they hadn't put them in new directions. Uh, because I feel that's part of the story was done when Blaine were not adult anymore. Well, so, uh, but I think the whole... Like, uh, like, they married Kurt and Blaine, therefore the Warblers need to come over anyway. It's also symbolic. You know, these two things are one now. Um, to become they one. they think they're being really clever with this whole yeah, thing. Bless their hearts, they are trying. They're try- they they missed the mark, but they're trying. Like they're you know, trying. Um, they're like, let's kill a bunch of birds with one stone. Let's end up the Dalton arc. Let's get uh, more kids in the thing. You know, they love Dalton, right? They love Dalton. Um, did it really satisfy anybody? Nah, not really, but. <laughs> You know, it just, it was never going to. Whatever they did, you know, ultimately they wanted to tell a story about Sue. This episode was about Sue. Um, so, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Arby, what do you have, have to say you about it? You sound like you're apologizing for it. I, well, you, I'm apologizing. You no, you know what I'm apologizing for? The fact that I, I just, I don't care anymore. Like, not that I, you know, how do I put this? Like, it's been four years since the show ended. It's been 10 since the show's been off the air. We know what the full story is. We know we've sat with it. This is the story they wanted to tell. So it's like either we accept that or we write more fan fiction or that's, that's you know, what you're, you know, or you find something new to do. I and just... This is- these words rarely come out, of, come out of my mouth, but I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. We should mark mark the we time should mark date. this. <laughs> Who so. has the cake? <laughs> <laughs> I think it happens more often than you think. But anyway, it really does. Um, so yeah, it it sucks that they did it the way they did it. But I understand why they did it the way they did it, and. It's fine. I mean, I do like the fact that the you know Dalton came over. There are some funny beats with it. Um, before we talk a little bit about clean specifically, I do have to mention. Um, there's a moment I forgot. I was like skipping through the the episode today, and I the, when Rachel at the very end when Rachel's like going, having her dilemma about going back to college or not, they have Sam try on the blazer, and then he's like puffing out his chest and like. It's the weirdest scene because a lot of it's just Rachel on the phone, not talking, and Sam in the background, like puffing his chest out, like for a good solid <laughs> two minutes. So like, what are they? You know, it's what happens when you get tired of writing script pages and you just let them stand around. And you're like, yes, this will be. Filler. It was really funny because it went on way too long. You're, and like it was funny, and then it just kept going, and I'm like, what are they doing? Like, get to the next scene already. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah um i just thought it was funny because they're like let's get sam and the blazer just because you know sam and the blazer 
Yeah, um, the whole he didn't go to private school before he came to McKinley, so maybe it was yeah. like a throwback to that. Oh, maybe <laughs> they forgot. I don't know. I'm sure they forgot. I forgot. I'm glad you remembered. That's great. <laughs> you and, Ka- yeah. and Kitty, plus Slayer Kitty, shout out to her. She will come up with like this random piece of trivia from 10 years ago, and you're like, how do you even remember this? How do we remember this? It's amazing. You guys that know, because like I have a fountain of knowledge, but like whatever I'm quote unquote studying at the moment, but like, oh my goodness. Um, so um, let's talk about clean for a little bit. They aren't really in it a whole lot. We've gone over most of what they had anyway. That's why we can only talk about it for a little bit. Yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. Um, the only thing that I really want to talk about is this, again, it was a little bit, of a controversy at the time, and I I don't uh, I don't necessarily agree or see it that you know here they are they're married but they don't act like a married couple. Now I will say first of all, Glee decided that their story ended in the wedding episode, and they're not going to do anything until the finale. So who cares? Um, I do think Kurt was rather supportive of Blaine in the beginning of this, but I mean it is indicative of. All of the other stories they've gotten. I mean, like, they make out for the first time. What do they get after that? Nothing, really, um, for a few episodes. Um, They have sex. We don't get anything for, like, 10 episodes. They get engaged. We don't get anything until, like, 15 episodes later. Like, it's a thing that they do. They have a big claim moment, and then they don't do anything after that until the next big claim moment. Because Glee survives on pillars and foundations and big moments and it doesn't really do small details very well so no we were never going to get no. anything uh well i'm surprised we got just little background moments and we did and and you know there was a lot of commentary about cart not being supportive of you know here's blaine trying to integrate people and cart's just like not really into it but i feel like people i mean yeah kurt was a warbler for like five seconds but he went back to mckinley and he brought his boyfriend back with him and like he doesn't have that attachment the way blaine does and mckinley is his home and you know he's not gonna be you know when they're all arguing about whether they should be wearing blazers or not he's not gonna be on side blazer um I don't know. I just, if it's well tailored and has a nice piping to it, I feel like he'd be Team Blazer just for the aesthetics of it. True. I But I just don't think it says anything about, you know, it's just not about their story anymore. So I can't judge, you know, they don't really do anything with each other except for the, you know, the beginning stuff, which Kurt was very supportive of Blaine being sad. Like, other than that, they they have, uh, I mean, they're sitting next to each other when they're talking about Sue and being, like, completely indignant about towards her in that video. And then at the very end, when, when you know, Blaine solves the costume issue by, you know, creating a blazer in McKinley's colors, which, genius, guys. Um, groundbreaking. <laughs> like, it's basically the gif of Miranda Presley going groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cute. And he's, like, just so impressed by his husband for coming up with this. Because, like, you know, he, he and Rachel didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All y'all are useless. Useless. So... I mean, he, and he's very happy at that at the end. So I, I just don't, other than the fact that like there, it's absence, I don't see any like issues. If that makes any sense. Well, I think that makes sense. So that's my rant. Yeah, and folks, they weren't the folks of the episode at all. And I think what we got was okay. I think people were 
also angry back then when we were watching live because we got nothing the last yeah. episode. So, and we, so and we did. People were like, sort of after the wedding, they were uh, a wedding. <laughs> they were, what was was that all? And then this episode, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, this was all. <laughs> well, and I think people were getting excited, you know, because there was five episodes after the wedding episode. And they're like, oh, yay, five episodes of Married Clane. We're going to see all of our fans in the life. <laughs> no. I mean, no, they right. barely talked to each other in the freaking finale. So... It's it's glee. It is what it is. They wanted to do a s- episode about Sue, and that's what they did. Can you um, say something about the warblers and the blazers? And the, I had like an epiphany when I was watching earlier today. Um, okay, so I'm just wondering because um, the um, <laughs> the warblers in the uh, not the, the last scene when they got the new one from Blaine. But earlier mm-hmm. they are wearing the, the blue regular blazers. And, uh, okay, so my <laughs> my point was, uh, uh, okay, so they if the school burnt down, mm-hmm. this, they they had, like, they, their blazers. Does that mean that they, was this, does that mean that they didn't live, like, on Dalton? Is this sort of a callback yeah. to the boarding school I- or not boarding school because the, the blazers didn't burn up? Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they were wearing the blazers when it burned down. They got out of there. I, I'm guessing, it, I don't yeah. think of it as a, I think it's just a private school. I don't think it's a boarding school. Um, so, but what don't about ruin my fanfics, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I uh, live together at Gay Hogwarts. I, I, I never cared about, yeah, I Archie. never cared about Dalton at all. So I, I really me that's just I wasn't in fandom back then and I never got what all the fuss about Dalton was so I was so happy when oh. Kate came back but yeah I know I my know, sweet no, no. summer <laughs> child you didn't experience it it's okay yeah. uh, Annie I'm with you I don't I don't really get it either but that's okay oh my god why do you feel so old? We're the same age. I've God, been, I've been here since the first episode. Listen, I've been vulnerable. here since episode fourteen, so it's not like I've not been around. But you know, I mean, I started, I started watching uh, during uh, well uh, at the first episode as well. Not not when the pilot first aired, but when it aired. Bam, like, yeah. awesome. So yeah, <laughs> but I know I wasn't in fandom at the point, so. <laughs> Yeah, we, we went so to, uh, was, RV. I think that was sort of, um, um, I think it shaped a bit of my experience of these last episodes because I wasn't in fandom until mid season five, so oh, I was always skip wa- it. Oh, yeah, goodness. I was. <laughs> I always got to watch each episode, and I enjoyed the things I enjoyed, and everything right. was just. Oh, so stoked for each new episode, and then when I found fandom. And I watched through the New York arc, uh, like live, uh, and I was sort of traumatized, uh, surprised, so <laughs> <laughs> much negativity, and I sort of it sort of tainted my experience because yeah. there were so many people saying negative stuff about things I hadn't thought about before. So I was like, oh my, I didn't realize that was a problematic or that was like bad or mm-hmm. something. So so I think because I, 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 before that, I just enjoyed each episode 
as it was, mm-hmm. but after I joined fandom, uh, I sort of more critically analyzed things, and it it was nice because I got to talk, talk more about Glee, but also sort of um, made me more aware of all the <laughs> errors and all the flaws, and that was a bit sad too, because I lo- like this Sylvester episode, I, I liked it, people were so negative so you sort of got caught in this negative spiral because everyone mm-hmm. were hating it and everyone was so angry not enough uh, clean and not enough old characters not enough too much world too much yeah so so i think that i don't know i think looking at it now in retrospect it's it, it's not so bad because we didn't mm-hmm. have the same anticipations Right. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I will say one of the things being this far out from the show being over, you know, they, you know, time gives perspective. And I, the only thing that I am still like just pushes my buttons is that stupid montage in Tongue Tide, um, which will be my hilted eye on. I don't know why. <laughs> it just will be. But everything else, I'm like, whatever. You know, we've got. Lots and lots of fanfic to fill things in or or be different. You know, we know the end of the story. You can always just fast forward through stuff. I, I just hanging on to that anger that fandom had for so long. Just let it go. <laughs> like it's it's done. We can move on. We can enjoy the the good stuff that and there was good stuff and there's a lot more good stuff than I think. You know, even in these two episodes, and we were talking about this with Child Star too. And I said, you know, this originally was my least favorite, but it's not anymore. I mean, now that I have this whole thing in front of me, I can definitely say, oh, no, I kissed a girl was a hot mess. That was definitely the worst part of the show. But this is fine. And no, it's not exactly what I wanted or needed or anybody wanted or needed. But there are funny bits and it wasn't out and right bad the way other parts of the, the series has been. So... Uh, yeah are people disappointed fine but whatever it doesn't matter anymore (laughs) so just enjoy what you enjoy and yeah Arby what do you think you've been quiet I mean I think that you're right I agree that time gives perspective and I think that part of um, quitting the show and coming back to it in season 6 it's very much this might as well happen Whatever. Of course we're going to have an entire episode devoted to Sue Sylvester and everybody knocking her down. Of course we are. Why not? Dalton's going to burn down because why wouldn't we do that? Um, and so I I have no anger towards it. The dumb shit they did, I just pretend doesn't exist. As is evidenced by the sheer number of characters who I obviously can't remember their names. <laughs> and I have I have put it out of my mind and I just go back to things like season two Dalton or Cooper. I mean, I feel like anything having to do with Cooper is a winner. He was on screen for all of probably about 10 minutes. And those 10 minutes get me horny on Maine for years. And so the rest of it can get chucked in a bin because I don't remember it anyway. I only remember the good things. Which you let's should. Remember, let's remember um, the good things. I want to... So I, I, oh, sorry. Oh, I just uh, want... I, I want to... Uh, one more thing about the episode that I do want to touch upon. Um, I want to talk about Rise. 
It's the first of two songs Darren Chris writes for the show. Um, I like it. It's when they all come together in their little new blazers. They sing about rising above again. And the whole season, again, has been taking them from, you know, these loser like me at the very bottom of all of their stories. And they have risen up and they're going to be at Glee Club again. And Clayton's going to be married and Rachel's going to go to New York and Will's going to be teacher again. And Sue's going to still be Sue. And... It's a really nice metaphor. It is a beautiful song. I think Darren Chris is a great songwriter. I like it. You can go suck an egg. And <laughs> I like it. I mean, too. it's fine, but I think it's utterly forgettable. It's not it's not this time. I think this time is it's it is just phenomenal. Um Look, it's no my headband. Well, nothing's gonna no, be I that. Think, like if it, because if you compare it to uh, a lot of the other original songs they did, like yeah. um, the group numbers, like All or Nothing. I didn't remember all of the uh, the original songs. Uh, Lisa, like me. I, I think I this, mean, this, compared this, to I the mean, other original songs, it would be on got the rotation in the grocery were. store. Because I hear Glee songs yeah. in the grocery store all the time. And I never hear that one. So obviously, if it doesn't even make the line of grocery store music... Well, probably because it's an original composition. You're gonna tell me you hear my headband like me. Yeah, but I I think this this song is uh, it's very Glee. It's what they wanted. It's it's very like the the final group number, and also I think it's like uh, emotionally it tells a lot about the stories they wanted to tell. So so. Okay, it's not like a masterpiece, but I think no. like Darren, he has. It's a it's he, a quirky pop song. It does what it yeah. needs to and gets the heck out of the way for the next thing. Yeah, um, I think it's nice. I think uh, I, actually, I um, I think I I knew back then that this was um, uh, an original song written by Darren. Uh, but mm-hmm. I remember in '66 because I, I I'm, I've never listened much to like popular pop music. Uh, so compared to a lot of the other songs they did, I think this was it really fitted the storylines and uh, I don't know. I feel like it was a it was a good song and very fitting in in context. So it's not like. It's not my favorite on my shuffle, <laughs> uh, but I think it's a nice song, and I think he, he like Darren, he knew. Um, well, you could tell they gave him criteria. They're like, "This is the end." Yeah. Write an uplifting song about coming together, and he did that literally. So, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a great number. Uh, so, yeah. Hmm. All um, right. I'm just gonna sit in my corner. My corner of being right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and you know, now that I think, I just want to also mention there's this little scene towards the end um, where Will is talking to Kurt, Blaine, and Rachel. And the only reason why I would bring it up, um, because not really much anything happens in it, is Will says, "Like I look at my greatest successes, the three of you," and I'm just like, "What? Like you've had no part in the Kurt and Blaine stuff, so sit down and <laughs> shut up, Will." <laughs> You really haven't had anything to do with Rachel either, so... Oh, God. <laughs> Brett Conning. Jeez. Anyway. So, yeah, that's... that's. I don't know if you guys have anything else that you guys like to add, but that's kind of all I've got on these two. I mean, I kind of feel like we touched on everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, like I, yeah, like I said before, I think a lot of the the negativity about these episodes were that they were <laughs> where they were in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. so I think if they were like mid season three, we would have compared them to <laughs> other <laughs> yeah. episodes, and we wouldn't have been like so negative. So I think like the the um. Child Star episode is a great, like, um, cast, general cast episode. And mm-hmm. the Sue episode made sort of sense because it ended her story and this wrapped up so many things. And it was, uh, like, I, I love her fourth wall breaks. And I love the way she's used, especially in the later seasons, when she's sort of the, not the voice of reason, but sort of, breaking through the, the, the nonsense. The meta-commentary is what she is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think they address that a lot in this episode. So I feel like I, I I really enjoyed the episode and I like Sue as a villain and as a character as <laughs> to a certain amount. And I feel like this, this episode did her sort of not, it didn't do her disservice. I think it it sort of wrapped up her story and gave us a lot of commentary on why she did what she did. And I'm, like I said before, I'm still bitter that Michael Bolton wasn't the biological oh. father of a children. <laughs> yeah, I feel it was so, so random. I feel so like, cheated. Because, I mean, I'm assuming she just got a sperm donor then, but like, why not yeah, just keep that, you know? Did, like the drummer in My Chemical Romance or one of the Fallout Boy, I don't remember, one mm. of the emo band earlier. So, so that was sort of confirmed in the in the, <laughs> in the the show. So I don't see why they couldn't just give her Michael Bolton as well. <laughs> because I mean, it would have been kind of funny that. if like, because yeah. everybody's so mad at her, it would have been kind of funny if Michael Bolton was like, yeah, whatever, I slept with her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And that yeah. is the note we are going to end it on. Um, and that's so. how Space Orphan sees it. And that is how Space yeah. Orphan sees it, which is a tag with all of my meta. So go check that out. Um, yeah. So I'm going to wrap that up there. Thank you guys for coming because you're the only ones that wanted to talk about these episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I appreciate that. Um, of course. And, yeah. Join us next Sunday. We we would do. We, I'm at the point where I don't know what we're doing next now. I'm just so like disorganized. But there will be a podcast next week and it will be have content. So be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here talking about stuff. Probably related. Perhaps. I mean, you Maybe. never know. You never out. know. Um, but yeah, so tune back in next Sunday and have a great night. But it's too late, baby. Now it's too Now they're okay Only me or my You're the apple of my eye Girl, I never loved one like
found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular. Lar. And.